This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, good morning. As a parent of school-aged children, this time of year is always fraught with a little emotion. On one hand, there's the relief of a return to schedules and routine and normalcy. As we all know, I think summers are wonderful, but they can also be incredibly stressful as we try and juggle work and camps and the other demands on your time as you try and keep everyone busy and happy and entertained. But then school starts, and you begin to worry about friends and classes, and how are they fitting in to the new schedule, the new teachers, and the new grade. And if they're starting at a new school or have jumped from elementary to middle school or to high school or even to college, then you have a whole new level of anxiety and fear and concern. Will they make friends? Will they find their people and their community? Who will they eat lunch with and sit with? How will they handle the stress and the change? Will they face bullies or mean behavior? We all have an innate desire to belong to and to feel supported and welcomed by community. We need each other. Even those of us who are introverts need to have our people, even if sometimes we want them to be in the other room, <laughs> we still have to have them. And I use the example of children because I think sometimes it's easier for us to identify human needs and longings when we look outside of ourselves, when we look through the eyes of a child. Even though we might want to think that we're self-independent and self-sufficient, that we can do it all on our own, we still were all created for relationship, relationship with God and with each other. Ultimately, we were all made for community. And this morning's gospel tells us how to protect and support and to repair that Christian community. It speaks of how we respond when we've been wronged, when someone sins against us. And at every step, efforts are made to bring the community back together First, gathering the two individuals for a chance at reconciliation, then bringing in a few others as witnesses, and then eventually going to the whole church. But the primary emphasis is always on bringing people together in order to repair the wrongs. And if all else fails, then we're told to treat them as a Gentile or as a tax collector. So initially it sounds like we may be off the hook, after we make a few attempts to repair community. But then it dawns on us how Jesus treats tax collectors and Gentiles in the gospel. First, we have to acknowledge that this is the gospel of Matthew and that Matthew was a tax collector. Then we can remember the countless times in the gospels where Jesus eats with, heals, ministers to, and welcomes Gentiles and tax collectors. Or we could look to the countless passages on forgiveness, 77 times, or on the passages on searching for lost sheep and lost coins. Jesus's ministry, after all, was deeply involved in repairing and healing 
the broken bonds of community in seeking out those who had been cast out or set aside. Scripture certainly isn't a guide for how we can exclude and how we can build walls. If we're to treat them as tax collectors and sinners, then it most likely means that we should be praying for healing for their children and loved ones. We should be sharing meals with them, and we should be inviting them to be apostles and disciples. We're given the tools to protect community and to protect ourselves, but we're also tasked with repairing and rebuilding that same community. We also hear in that same passage, and we find comfort in the reminder that where two or three of us are gathered, that Jesus is there, that Jesus meets us when we're together. It's an assurance that Jesus is with us when we gather for worship and is present here in this space right now. But I think that also means that we have to consider who Jesus might be bringing along when, he, when we gather. You see, in Scripture, religious people, I think we can all count ourselves among them on some level, we're often being challenged and even outraged by Jesus' choice of table mates. I can imagine Jesus sitting in the pews amongst gathered Christians, weeping and mourning for those who are being excluded or who feel unwelcome. Or I can imagine Jesus walking through the doors into church with a wry smile and his arms around invited guests who Jesus, who Jesus knows will challenge and perhaps even upset the gathered congregation. We can be certain that Jesus is inviting people to the table that might make us uncomfortable and that would even test the limits of our hospitality. The community of the kingdom is, after all, bigger than St. David's. It's larger than the Episcopal Church, larger than the United States, and even if we dare to admit it, I think larger than Christendom, as we might like to define it. And while I've experienced and have witnessed St. David's as being incredibly welcoming and accommodating, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would admit that while there are certainly groups that we welcome and include that may be shunned elsewhere, there are also groups of people who might not find us to be so accommodating and welcoming. No matter who we are, our community could be larger, more diverse, and more inclusive. The bonds of community are constantly being broken and challenged and protected. And in response, we're called to repair, rebuild, and to strengthen these connections. We're called to re-stitch together and to hold together the bonds of an ever-growing and an ever-changing community. We're called to work alongside Christ and other Christians as we work to expand and unite the kingdom of God. While we're given the tools to protect ourselves and our community, we're also asked to do the hard work of reconciliation and to stretch and to push the bounds of community until no one feels unwelcome or excluded. So I ask us this morning, could we be bold enough to admit that perhaps the mark of true Christian community includes some measure of discomfort and struggle and perhaps even conflict. 
If we aren't being pushed and challenged to broaden our horizons, then we aren't growing and developing and our community isn't expanding. If we always find ourselves agreeing and we always get along on every issue, then perhaps that's a sign that we're too homogeneous and single-minded and aren't really diverse. We must never forget that we need each other, that at our core we were made for relationship, and community requires this hard work and care and upkeep and we must continue to engage with and increase the boundaries of our communities until no one is excluded. Whenever two or three are gathered, then Jesus is amongst us and is here most likely challenging us to expand our horizons and to offer a more radical welcome to those who come through our doors. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.